Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. God is so good to us. He is faithful. Even when we are not faithful, God is faithful. He is so very faithful, and I thank God for him. I thank God for you as well. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We bless your name. We lift you up and magnify you for being such an awesome God to us. We celebrate right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share in your word. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will move by your spirit. For each person that would log in and listen to this Bible study, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you move by your spirit, touch their hearts, give them great understanding, that we again might be more obedient to your word. Thank you, dear Lord, for giving us this great opportunity to share in your word. Now, God, we pray that you will fulfill your will in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. That's if we totally yielded. You got to be yielded in order to fulfill his will. You have to be totally surrendered. Tonight we're going to move on in in the series considered shine and 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 at this point we have gone over the majority of the acronym S H I. We got S H I'm sorry, S-H, right, S-H-I-M-E, and and it's not M, it's N, N-E, and that's shine, S-H-I-N-E, share, help, I am nice everywhere, share, help, and whether you want to put a dash, a comma, colon, semicolon, you want to pause right there, I am nice Everywhere, And I'm telling you, I have enjoyed thoroughly this series. I believe that it's life-changing. And I encounter some folks who really need to shine. Matter of fact, I encountered a lady today, and she needed to shine because she was not shining. But we're going to move on to this area, um, the 29th. Actually, on my strategy here, I had it as a question mark where what I was going to do on this night, I'm going to migrate right on into everywhere. We just came out of nice, and you have to be nice. And where do you want to be nice at? Well, I'm adding, I'm adding to the letter E because we said that that stands for everywhere. But guess what? We're going to have everywhere, every time, with everyone. So you want to write that down for E, everywhere, every time, with everyone, okay? Everywhere, let me look at it, right, everywhere, every time, with everyone. So we're going to take this one by one. So we're going to start off with everywhere. When it comes to where are you going to be nice, it's got to be everywhere. John 3.16. Let's look at John 3.16. You know what it says, but we're going to use this as our, one of our background scripture, our foundation. John 3.16. Watch this. John 3.16. I'm going to be reading from what translation? I believe this is the King James. King James translation. Listen to what it says. For God so loved the world. And this is the concept we've got to get in about God. When, you know what? The, the, the real focus has to be 
what does God say about this? I, I know what the little slogan says. They wear the wristbands and the necklace and the T-shirts. What would Jesus do? And, well, I'm, I'm starting a whole new phase. It's what did God say? How does God approach this issue? How does God look at this? And that's where the study to show yourself approved comes from. You want to know, how does God see this? The Bible says that God so loved the world. That's the entire world, everywhere. God created this for us. And let me tell you something. In this November of 2017, I have thoroughly enjoyed this fall. As we migrated into winter, I have thoroughly, I've seen some things because I'm in this mode of appreciating the earth that God has given us. And I'm telling you, man has tried his best, even though it may not appear that that is the ultimate goal. He has tried his best to destroy this world, to destroy this earth. Everywhere you look, you see pollution, you're seeing corruption, and I'm not talking about corruption among people. I'm talking about corruption in the earth, the actual nature, the mountains, the, the glaciers, the rivers, the streams, the oceans. You're constantly seeing the wonderful thing called water that God has given us. You'll see corrosion and corruption, lead in the water, and the lead is causing all kinds of malfunctions in the people's body. God loves this world. And you know the people that he made. It says, if you go back to Genesis, thank you, Holy Ghost. If you go back to Genesis, it says, and he made this, and it was good, and he made that, and it was good. He made the other thing, and it was good. Then he put this in the earth, and it was good, and this was good, and that was good. And guess what? He loves it. you got to get this concept. Because if not, what's going to creep in in your life is that there are certain things that God doesn't care anything for. God loves the world. He made it for us, and he loves the people in it. It's the sin that creeps into the world that God takes a negative approach to. He cannot stand it. He cannot be involved with it. He can't be around it. He can't. You, you, you know the scripture. It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why? Because he has to turn his back. I can't be involved in the sin. Can't be involved in with the disobedient people. He separates himself from them. And, and the concept that we've got to get is that everywhere, that's that first area. Everywhere, God so loved the world. Listen, you can't break it down any other kind of way. John 3.16, look at it in the Message Bible translation. It says, this is how much God loves the world. He gave, listen, you, you want to talk about how much you care about this person or that person. What have you done for them? What have you sacrificed? Why? Because you're taking on the same kind of posture that God takes on. He loved this world so much that he has his only begotten son. He gave his son. In the, in the, in the, um, the King James Version, you know what it says. His, he, that he gave his only begotten son. Okay? Same, same verse. Amplified version, it says here, for God so greatly loved the dearly prized the world, and dearly, okay, I left off my and, he loved and dearly prized the world, that he even gave his one and only begotten son. So this is why when we start talking about shining, sharing, helping, I am nice and where, listen, it's everywhere. Everywhere you've got to be. It's nice. I'm nice. I'm nice everywhere. Same, same verse. Every, here we go. Verse number 16. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. 
same verse. Wherever you read it, however you read it, it's for God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. Come on, let's grab another scripture. Here we go. John 3.16. Look at Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Jump down to 19. It says, go ye therefore. God loves the world. It tells us, go ye therefore. Teach who? All nations. Now, you you do your own interpretation. Who does that leave out? Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end, end, of, the end of the world. Amen. That's King James. Watch this. Message Bible starts from 18 to 20. 18 to 20. It says, and I'm going to try to pick up where the 19th is, go out and train everyone. Who does that leave out? This is the impact that we're supposed to have, and this is when you are nice. Let me tell you something. You will, you will change people's mind about God. You've seen it over and over again in the Bible, and you can't pick and choose. I'm not going there. That's southeast. Southeast has a bad reputation. I don't want to go over there. No, no, no. That's some bougie folks over there. I don't want to go over there. That's those homeless people. I'm not going to the homeless folks. That's those real rich folks. Guess what? He says he loved the world so much that he gave, and then he says in Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, go into all the world and teach them, make disciples, help the people to learn of me. This is the Amplified Version. It says, help the people to learn of me. Jumping back to the message, watch this. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way, of life, making them, I'm sorry, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this, day after day after day, Right up until the end of age. Let me tell you, it's transformative to your mind when that really gets into your spirit. When you dip that thing right there, that kind of understanding that what we're supposed to be doing is setting an example for who? The world. It's everywhere. Okay? Everywhere. Watch this. Mark chapter 16. Because how many more do I have? Okay, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Hold on to that. Hold on to that as I read in the Easy Read translation, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. This is the Easy Read, and then we're going to move to Mark 16, 15. It says, so go and make followers of all the people in the world. Now, let me tell you something. This is why I say it's nice. When you are nice, let me tell you something. You have the ability to persuade and influence at a greater level. Write that down. When you are nice, you have the ability to persuade and influence at a whole nother level. And this is everywhere, but you are nice wherever you go. And let me tell you something. Folks pay attention. They see you and they see your personality. They see your influence and your impact. Baptize. Listen to say, make followers of all the people in the world. In in the good news translation, go then to all people everywhere and make them my disciples. All right? Let's move quickly. Mark. Chapter 16, look at verse number 15. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel 
And, and can I tell you something? Preaching is not only done in the pulpit. Can I tell you something? Preaching is not only done with your mouth. It's done with your actions. It's done with your facial expressions. It's the good news. Listen to what it says. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. You're going to find out that, uh, what did it say? The body language is 60% of communication. Body language. When it says preach, watch this. Tell the good news to everyone. Preach the gospel. What does it say here? Go into the world. Go everywhere and announce. This is the Message Bible translation. Announce the message of God's good news to one and all. So this is a light. Let me tell you, your lifestyle, when it says shine, it says shine. Let your light so shine. You've got to be able to have, when it says you're a fisher of men, you've got to have impact in their life. If you're negative and nasty, if you're being mean, if you're looking mean, if you're not sharing and helping, guess what? Folks are not going to listen to you. You're not going to get the opportunity to share the gospel. You're not going to be able to tell them about Jesus. Why? Because you act just like the world. Here we go. I'm going to look at that same verse, Mark. Where was it at? 16, 15. Here we go. Watch this. And it says here, this is the Bible in basic English. And he said unto them, go into all the world and give, and give the good news to everyone. Again, it's just different ways. You're looking at the same scripture to get Deeper and deeper meaning. Why? So you can really soak this thing into your psychic. It's the way you mentally receive. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Good tidings. Preach good the good tidings, glad tidings to all the creation. That's Darby's translation. Proclaim the good news. Preach the gospel. I'm just looking down at different translations. Same same verse, different translation. Get the meaning, and all you're getting, get understanding. When you get this meaning, let me tell you something. It literally will transform the way you approach life. Okay? Now, we're going to move from... Everywhere to every time. Everywhere, when it comes to you being nice, everywhere, every time. Because people have a way of turning off their light. They have a way. Listen, listen. The the light that God puts in us is supposed to never run out on the battery. Never be turned off. The bulb never burns out. This light that God gave us stays on every time. And it's very unusual the way that we activate. Once we activate, you want to make sure that, and I talk about this all the time, that you stay connected. Sometimes in the bathroom, um, either somebody will turn it out because there's so many lights in our bathroom. There's five light bulbs in our bathroom. Four of them are on the van- above the vanity. Then there's another one up in the ceiling. The recess, recess lighting, as they call it, the fixture is a recess, so it actually sets back up into the ceiling. Reset back up in there, and and for a long time the top one, the reset light was out, and then sometimes when again you get irritated because of it's so bright, uh, uh, somebody will go in and they'll they'll unscrew. The, the the electricity is still there, the bulb is still a good bulb, 
But the light is, hallelujah, the light is not all. Wow, it's been unscrewed. The, thank you, Jesus. The position of the light has changed. Hallelujah. No, 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 you got to let that one soak in. The position of the light has changed. And when you unscrew it, it becomes disconnected and it no longer shines. Your position, something that you're thinking about, something that you're contemplating, changes your demeanor, changes your countenance, changes your facial expression, changes your ability to perform the nice deeds that you're supposed to be performing. It's not only everywhere, but it's every time. Leave the position in place so you can shine. Come on, let's take it to the word. Now, when you put down every time, right behind every time, colon, he tells you. Every time, he tells you. Okay? First scripture, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And look down to... Come on, little computer. All right, we don't want to go that far. Look, go down to about verse, what is that, 28. Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing, right, I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. All right? Watch this. That's why when I talk about, and I'm trying to make a note at the same, same time, if I can get my little computer to work right here. Okay? When I talk... When you start dealing with everywhere, you got to deal with every time. And when you deal with every time, it's when the Father tells you to. This is why he says, my sheep know my voice. Your ability to tune your ear into the voice of God and shut down your own agenda. And this is daily. I don't know about you. Some people, again, they may have been able to lock in on God, and they haven't had any problems any other time, they, and they don't have any other questions. Uh, they know specifically God said do this, God said do that, and bam, they do it, and it's never a doubt, there's never a problem, there's never an issue. Some folks, like myself, you are constantly tuning. Why? Because your own agenda, something that you desire because you're human, because you have a regular nature, just like everybody else, because you are human, guess what? You start to get in the way. So now, listen to what it says here. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing. That's what I'm saying every time. He tells you to. I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Verse number 29. Verse number 29. Watch this. And he that sent me is where? With me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that do what? Please him. So it's every time you go everywhere, but every time my goal is, listen, if you approach life with the, the, the perspective in your mind that I'm trying to please God, listen, you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wrestle. Inside of you, there's going to be a concept that's going to wrestle against the concept of pleasing God. And what is, that, what is that wrestling going to be? That wrestling is going to be trying to please you. Trying to please who? Trying to please your flesh. 
Trying to please who? Trying to please the desire in your heart. You got a desire, and I want to do this. I want to see this. I want to be here. I want to go there. And let me tell you, it will challenge you when that becomes so strong that it goes against what God is having for you. You got to understand, there are some people that are never going to be a millionaire. I don't care who preaches it to you. I don't care how de- how much you desire. There are some folks that are very, very frustrated. Why? Because they have a desire that's not the desire of God. It's not the will of God. So, yes, it's going to be every time, everywhere, every time, and it's every time that he tells you. Okay. So you got to get those scriptures down. Now watch this. We're going to move on to another translation. Here we go. John chapter 8, verse 28, looking at it in the Message Bible translation. And as usual, it's caught up between 27 and 29 in the message. So here I'm going to jump in the middle. It says, so Jesus tried again. When you raise up the Son of Man, then you will know who I am. And this is one of the challenges that we face because when God shows up in the people that he show up in, he shows up in, guess what? Sometimes we don't recognize him. The disciples, he was walking with them and he says, haven't I been with you long enough that you know who I am? Haven't haven't God done enough things in your life that you recognize who he is? Hasn't he delivered enough times that you realize that he is real and it's time out for doubting? Every time a tough situation comes up, every time it's something that's contrary to what you call Christian life, every time it comes up, you start to doubt. He says, you know what, when I'm lifted up, when I'm raised up, the Message Bible says, when I'm raised up, when they, when they raise up the Son of Man, then you will know who I am, that I am not making this up, but speaking only what the Father taught me. This, I, do you want that testimony? That I only do. When I'm nice, I'm nice because God told me, right here, you need to plant some seeds. Right here, you need to let your light shine. Right here, you need to share and help. You need to know that I am with you. you. You see how the scripture reiterates over and over again, whatever you do, don't worry, I'm with you. Face it, because I'm going with you. Face it, because I'm going to be strengthening you. Face it, because you're going to be able to be strong. Even in your weakest state, you're going to be able to be strong. Why? Because I'm with you. You're going to know who I am. That. I am not making this up, but speaking only what the Father taught me, the one who sent me stays with me. He doesn't abandon me. He sees how much joy I take in pleasing him. Come on. If you, if you don't have it written down, that might be a scripture that you want to write down and that you want to make that statement that Jesus made. You want to make that statement yours. Verse number 28, right? 28 and 29. Here we go. Amplify. I'm just, again, reiterating that not only everywhere, but every time, and it's every time that he tells you. You want to take on the posture because you are a Christian, you do what Jesus does. You do it the way he said do it. And what he said was, guess what? I only do what the Father says, tells me to do. Verse number 28 in the Amplified. It says, so Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man on the cross, make it clear. When you say lift him up, somebody say, hey, when you praise, hey, hallelujah, when you praise to lift him up. No, no, no. It says here, I'm going to amplify this particular portion of Scripture. It says on the cross, amplified version. You will know then without a doubt that I am he and that I do nothing on my own authority. Come on. That's your testimony. I do nothing on my own authority. I'm doing it because I feel in my heart this is what God has called me to do. I'm doing it because in my heart I feel God told me to give this dollar. God told me to serve at this soup kitchen. God told me to help this lady across. I can feel it in my heart. He's telling me. He's flooding me with help others. Give to the poor. Help folks. Be nice everywhere, every time he tells me to. 
Certain times he may say, keep it moving. You want to be so in tune with his voice that you know what he's telling you. And if you're not, then guess what? Spend the rest of your days tuning your radio so your frequency, watch this, the frequency of the voice of God is being tuned in louder and louder in your ear. Come on, let's move to the next scripture. Now, this is a lot. We're not going to read it all, but we're going to read a portion of it. You'll get the gist of it. Look at John. Stay in the book of John. And we're going to look at uh, chapter 2. And you know this story. Very, very powerful story. And, and again, when we read the scripture that Jesus only does what the Father tells him to do, watch what he tells Mary. This is Mary, his mother, at the wedding, and she says that we have run out of wine. Here you go. Verse number 3 says, And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Again, when we say every time, Jesus said, hold on a second. This isn't my time. I know what God has put in my heart, and this is not it. Something changed by faith, and this is, again, what what we try to get across to believers, is that God moves by faith. You know what Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. She told him in verse number five, his, his, his mother says unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Why? Because by faith, I believe that this situation that has come up is getting ready to be answered. It's going to be answered by my son. It's going to be answered by the father. And I'm believing by faith that something is about to happen. Servants, watch out. It's getting ready to happen. Well, I'm trying to tell you that if you stop doubting, stop twisting, stop turning, stop vacillating back and forth and stay steady, God is working this thing out. I don't know how. I'm not trying to figure it out. It's not my job. That's his job. My job is to believe that God can. And when you believe that God can, then guess what? You're going to see that even here, what happened with Jesus, verse number four, uh, verse number four in the Amplified, it says, Jesus said unto her, dear, this is the Amplified. See, it helps you because sometimes you will think if you read it, you say, wow, he got kind of rough with Mary. It says, dear woman, dear woman, what is that to you and to me? My time to act and to be revealed. This is the Amplify to help you out. For my time to be revealed is not yet. It has not come. See, you, and, and when Jesus says that, then he says, guess what? God has put something in the heart of Mary that he did not put in the heart of Jesus. He just clearly said, it's not my time. However, as we know this story, it was perpetuated. The manifestation of the power of Jesus was perpetuated by faith. Every time that God tells you, that's when you want to move. Something shifted by the faith of Mary. This is just, again, my interpretation from what I see in the scripture. My time has not yet come. And before you know it, in verse number six, it says, and there were six water pots, and he stood there after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three farkins, F-I-R-K-I-N-S, farkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill them up with water. Hold on a second. It's not my time, but now all of a sudden you're getting ready to do a miracle. Faith moves God. Write it down. Faith moves God. Stop vacillating. Faith moves God. So it's going to be every time. That's when I'm going to be nice. Everywhere, every time he tells me. God moved on the heart of Jesus. He moved in his life, and he says, guess what? Turn that water into wine. Faith, watch this, faith just moved me. Okay? Let's take one more scripture in this area every time. 
We're going to switch now. We're going to look at Luke chapter 8. Looking at 43 to 48. Here it is again when it comes to you being able to move by faith, but you want to be like Jesus, and Jesus only moves when, listen, I believe that if faith did not move God, even though Jesus did not know it, that this woman had an issue of blood, it was with her for a very long time. The woman having the issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians and neither could be healed of any, came behind. This is verse number 44 in Luke chapter 8. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood Stanched. Okay, now watch this. Jesus says, who touched me? Was it time? Did he do? You're going to see that folks are going to get something out of you just for who you are. You didn't say anything. You didn't do anything. You didn't help them specifically. They're watching you. That's when your light, let me tell you, the power of the light of God in your life, you will transform other folks' life, and you had nothing cognizant in your mind, you did not put it together that you were impacting lives, and you, get check it out, transform their life. Let your light so shine. Do what God says do. Folks are drawing from you. This is what happened. She touched the hem of his garment. She spoke by faith. This, You know what? This is starting to take on the, the, the mode of not only being nice, but also getting what you are supposed to have from God, when you move by faith, you are his child, you move by faith, and you receive. Why? Because you have faith. If you believe, you're looking. Listen, some folks have so much faith in somebody else, they will never get what they're supposed to get from God because they're looking for the wrong person to provide it. It's got to be God. I don't have to listen. It doesn't have to be the priest. It doesn't have to be the preacher. It doesn't have to be the bishop. It's your relationship with God. I believe you, God. This woman with the issue of blood, she was a woman with the issue of blood. Mary, she was a woman with the issue at the party. You are a woman or a man with the issue wherever you are. And guess what? You can get what you deserve. You can get what you need from God by faith. When you are his child. See, I'm not talking about folks who are, are trying to pimp God or trying to siphon like a leech, just trying to get, I'm sucking and getting what I can. No, no, no. I'm talking about well, folks who love the Lord and have a desire for something. And this is what the Bible says. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll change that mindset of yours. He'll change that negative self-talk. But you've got to have faith and you've got to believe. When you believe, you'll find out that guess what? Your life has changed. And things around you change. Okay? Here we go. So this woman had an issue of blood and it dried up. Where are we at? Verse number. And Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Verse number 46. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Now, if it happened to Jesus, do you think it could happen to you? Do you think somebody could see your light shining? And you see what the Bible says. Let your light so shine that men and women will see your good work and glorify God. It's going to bring glory to God. But are you going to know every time that somebody sees your light and it transforms their life? No. Like Jesus, Jesus knew that something left his body. Healing virtue left my body. Folks are gleaning from your light. You are that light in dark places. So it transforms their life. Okay? Now, we're going to migrate into our last area. So where is it? We're going to do the review. E-E-E. This is how I have it in my little notes in my phone. E-E-E. Everywhere. 
every time with everyone. Wow. There's so many prejudices. Prejudices. There's so many biases. I mean, we are biased. There's so many people that we exclude. I was doing a Dress for Success seminar today for Men's Warehouse in the Central High School. And I was talking to the students about how we judge. The saying goes that we should not judge a book by its cover. I ask this oftentimes when I'm doing that session. And I say we should not judge a book by its cover. But what? But we do. We look. If their hair is not right, their skin complexion is not right, if their clothing is not right, if their communication is not what we want, what we call right, what we call that we want to be around, then we judge. And when you're a believer, you're talking about a stumbling block, you're talking about a roadblock, you're talking about something that will stymie you from being all that you can be, keep judging. When you're judging, let me tell you something. You are stopping the flow, the power. You are relocating, disconnecting, screwing out the bulb from the power source, and your light will not shine. Everywhere, every time he tells me, with everyone, don't exclude folks. Please do not put up a roadblock and say, that person can't receive. That person shouldn't be in my light, shouldn't even see my light. Watch this. John chapter 3. We're going right back to John. Remember we went through John 3.16, God so loved the world? I said it and then typed it in, 16 instead of 15. Watch this. Same chapter. Instead of instead of verse 16, right before verse 16, watch this. In verse number 15, it says this, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Who? Whosoever. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Whosoever. Who, who is that? Whosoever. Whosoever. Listen, if God has on his radar a particular person to be impacted by you, the light of God in you, and you, like Jonah, help me, Holy Ghost, say, I don't want them to turn. I don't want to shine on them. I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish. I've got a message that I'm trying to, to share. I've got my light, and I don't want my light, my niceness, my good deeds to be shining on them folks. Listen to what it says. That whosoever, verse number 15, Message Bible translation. Watch this. It says, for the Son of Man to be lifted up and everyone who looks up up to him, trusting and expecting. Everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expecting, will gain a real life, eternal life. Everyone. It's with everyone. You just let your light shine. Listen, if they're not destined to come in from the foundation of the world, you better bet you your light can shine and it will not have impact. But you don't want to be turning your light off. How do you turn your light off? By stepping outside of the will of God, by stepping out of obedience and thinking that, again, your will, your agenda is more important than God's. He said everyone. I don't know how, how, else, how else you can break it down. Verse number 
Verse number 15. Watch this. Verse number 15. Amplified. So that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. You can't break it down any other way. Verse number 15. Another translation. Everyone who believes. Verse number 15. Another translation. So that everyone who believes in him may have eternal have eternal life. You can't you can't break it down where you don't understand that it is not a discrimination thing. I'm not saying that black lives don't matter. I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be some emphasis on the injustice, the differences between how certain folks are are, are treated and others. And and if you really look at it, it's really not that blacks are being discriminated against, it's really more so poor. It may be poor blacks, it may be poor whites, it may be poor Hispanics, but when we start separating and segregating, then you're not going to, at times, you're going to turn your light off. Why? Because he looks like a redneck. And you don't like rednecks. Or he looks like a bougie black man. And you don't like bougie black people. He looks like one of them know-it-all Indians come from another country, coming over here, taking our job, and you want to turn your light off. you got to be in a position where you say, whatever God tells me to do it, I'm doing it. Everywhere, every time he tells me, to everybody. This is the word of God, 315, whosoever, whosoever. Everyone, everybody, every time. Watch this. When you start separating, segregating, John, we're going to stay in John, look at chapter 4. It's over and over and over again. Jesus kept encountering certain folks to send a message to the believers down through the ages that you don't separate because of who they are. You do it everywhere, every time he tells you, to everyone, no matter who it is. If you're going to write down some verses, write down 1 through 42. How many, how many uh, verses is in chapter, in chapter 4? I think it's more than 42. This is going to take you all the way down to 42. And again, this is where you deal with the woman at the well. And this woman, guess what? Jesus wasn't supposed to be dealing with her. If you look right there in the beginning, what does it say? Here it says, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees, and should I, boom, 41 to 42. Okay, drop down to verse number four. And he must needs go to Samaria. Then comes he into the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Okay? Then Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with the journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman who, a Samaritan woman, to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples was gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the Samaritan woman, watch this, unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a Samaritan, or Samaria, Samaria, okay? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Who do you go to? You go everywhere, every time he tells you, to everyone. If God says go to a Samaritan or a Samaritan woman, then guess what? You got a witness to that redneck, that redneck. You got a witness to that bougie person. You got a witness to the person you call in trailer trash. 
And, and, and your witness may not be the Romans' role. It may not be you trying to convert them to. It may just be you being nice to somebody that God sends you to. This is God. You've got to shine. Your purpose is to shine. you got to let that light. What is that light? It's the, it's, it's the power of God moving through you. I don't care how expensive the light bulb is. Help me, Holy Ghost. And you got some light bulbs out there that are very expensive. You got some that they say will last five years, but you got to pay a pay a pretty penny for them. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what kind of technology it has. Guess what? If it's not hooked up to the power, it's no good. Some folk put more emphasis on what they wear, where they live, the car they drive their education, then on God. If God says go to a Samaritan woman, you got to go to the Samaritan woman. You got to let your light shine with that Samaritan woman. You got to let her know through your kind deed, through you being nice, through your smile, through your helping hand, through, through your, listen, recognizing that she deserves something that you wanted, even if it is that position, you got to understand if God gives the position to her and you are God's child, then if God, listen, if it's destined for you to be there, can't no Samaritan woman, can't no anybody else stop you from getting what God says is for you. See, your mindset has got to change towards God knows more than you know. You remember what he said with Job? He says, Job, hold on, where were you at when I created? Where were you at when I set this in order? Where were you at when I put this whole thing in motion? If you know so much, Job, speak up. You got to understand when God says your thoughts and my thoughts, they're different. My thoughts is higher than the heavens are above the earth. Your thoughts can't come nowhere near where I'm at. Even at my very worst, I'm better than you. So our tapping in is into the understanding of God. Our tapping in is not that we will understand, help me, Holy Ghost, not that we will understand, but that we will know that God understands. And it's not for me to understand. So what it is for me is to do what God asked me to do. Everywhere, every time he tells me, with everyone. Watch this. I'm going to finish up here so we can move on to our next scripture. It says here, the disciples were gone away, Samaritan, verse number 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, my, 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 only if she knew. And the well is deep. From whence hath, from whence then hast thou that living water? What are you talking about, Jesus? I don't understand. You don't have a bucket. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Water out of the well, the water out of the ground. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well. See, this is a part of the nice. This is a part of the energy. This is a part of the adrenaline that we got to get, that we're tapping into the source of God, the power of God, of the water springing up into everlasting life. When you let your light so shine and folks tap in to what God has in you, let me tell you something. You give them the opportunity to have everlasting life. Let your light so shine. Let your good deeds, your niceness, your smile, your hands helping. Let it impact others' lives. The woman says unto him, sir, give me this water. 
that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband. Now, again, I'm not going to go into the rest of that, read that, but you'll see that, again, you give them the opportunity to tap into the deeper power, the deeper sources, the things of God that surpass our understanding down here on earth. And that's why you cannot judge who you go to. Everywhere, every time, he tells you to everyone. Let's run to our next scripture because I want to finish up. Uh, Luke, looking at chapter 10, 25 to 37. We know this story. I believe I used it on uh, last week, the Good Samaritan story. And in the Good Samaritan, again, when it comes to who's going to do this good deed, the people that you would expect to do it sometimes won't do it. The people who you expect to do it sometimes overlook it. They'll pass by on the other side. But when you see it, this is where we got to tap into, no matter who it is, even though it, it, in society it says you should not help him, in society it says that they're not your kind, those are not your people, we've got to get into a mindset that we're shining wherever God says shine. And in this story, guess what? The, the man was stripped, his, his, he was ripped all apart, left him there for dead. That's verse number 30, verse number 31. And then by chance came down, the, you see the priest come by, he passed by on the other side. The Levite comes by in verse number 32, he passes by, looked, looked on him, and passed by. And listen, sometimes that's what we find ourselves doing. We look, we see a situation, it's not a good situation, and guess what? I'm not going to get involved. It's destroying the world. Folks don't want to get involved, and sometimes it's no danger. Yeah, I understand it's dangerous in certain situations, but sometimes there's no danger, and you still won't shine. Listen, who came by? The Samaritan came by, saw the situation, bandaged up poured in the oil and wine into the wounds, put him on his own beast. That's verse number 34. Put him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And he departed and took, watch out, took out two pence and gave it to the host and said, take care. This is being nice. To people do, who, who some folks say he don't deserve it. Some folks say you shouldn't have done that. you got to have your ear tuned in. You're nice everywhere, every time he tells you, to everyone. Your ear is tuned in. I know God told me to do it. I'm not worrying. You listen, I'm not trying to please other folks. I'm being like Jesus. I'm trying to please God. Turn to Romans real quick. We're going to finish up in Romans chapter 11. And we're looking at, help me, Holy Ghost, 11 to 31. Because this is what you got to know about you. Yeah, certain people that you don't, honestly, you got to understand, you got to admit it, you got to be able to testify. Guess what? There's certain folks I'm just, I don't deal with them. That's your mental makeup. That's what's, that's what's programmed, thank you, Holy Ghost, into your hard drive. There's certain folks I don't deal with them. I don't talk to them. I'm judging him. He's overweight. I don't like him. She's too skinny. I don't deal with her. I don't like her mouth. She cuts too much. And we don't realize that we were outside and God allowed us to come in. The Jews, if you look at it, Romans chapter 11, verses 11 through 31, we were far off. We weren't inside. We were outside. We were Gentiles. The Jews was God's chosen people. So the Gentiles, watch this, the Gentiles had an opportunity. Why? Because the Jews did not do what they were supposed to do with God. And God says, you know what? I'm going to give the Gentiles an opportunity to come in. And when they come in, the, my chosen folks, the Jews, are going to recognize that, guess what? They got something. This is what changes our minds sometimes. We see somebody else advancing in the area that we were supposed to be in, something that we were supposed to do, the same 
uh, uh, prompting the same urge that we got, they got, and they went forward. And now it's out of envy. Now it's out of competition. But now we're going to kick it in and try to get something done. He says that's what's going to happen with the Jews. They're going to see that now I have grafted in to this tree the branch of the Gentiles as if they belong. So who are you to discriminate, segregate, separate from somebody else of letting your light shine in their life when God grafted you in to his family? Thank God for it. Thank God for you. Wow, we got it all done on time. Romans chapter 11, verses 11 to 31. I pray that it blessed you. I know it blessed me real good. Thank you, Father, for this word, allowing us to be embedded and be impressed upon and to be influenced by the power of your Holy Spirit. Have your way in our lives. Use us to your glory. Let our light so shine that men and women, boys and girls, might see what you're doing in us and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. God bless you, saints of God. God willing, I'll talk to you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.